0: Welcome back to the Very Short Introductions podcast. From public health to Buddhist ethics, soft matter to classics, and art history to globalization we I'll showcase a concise and original introduction to a wide range of subjects, for wherever your curiosity may take you. So here is today's Very Short Introduction. Hi, my name is Liz Fisher. I'm Professor of Environmental Law here at the University of Oxford. And I've written a very short introduction on environmental law. Now, this book looks at environmental law in international and national laws. And people tend to think that environmental law is a kind of hippie subject. It's all about save the whales, save the world. But in actual fact, this is an area which is chock-a-block full of law. It is law that deals with everything from sewage to climate change and everything in between, nature conservation, air pollution, water pollution, and so on. And one of the really fascinating aspects of environmental law is that though we have this kind of hippie image of it, it requires all the legal resources of societies to work. So we have legislation, we have delegated legislation, we have treaties, we have public administration regulating, and we have the role of the courts in enforcing environmental laws and holding decision-makers to account. Now, I've been working in environmental law for over 30 years, and as you probably can tell from my accent, I grew up in Australia. And Australia, like other places like the United States, are places where, on the one hand, nature, wilderness, is really in your face. The Australian writer Tim Winton describes nature as, you know, the landscape, they're overborne and underwritten by the seething tumult of nature. But at the same time, these are places which are some of the most urbanized places in the world. And I became fascinated in how, as societies, we manage our ecological impacts. such environments and as i said i work on those places but i also work on the uk i work on places like new zealand i've done work thinking about india and so on so what should people who have no background in law know about environmental law well there are really three things to know the first is about environmental problems we tend to often think of environmental problems as in a kind of black and white way. You know, there are good people who want to save the environment and there are bad people who want to destroy it. But in actual fact, the vast majority of people in society on both sides of the political spectrum want to protect the environment. The issue becomes what that means. One person's environmental protection is another person's environmental degradation. And environmental problems are often caused with people not thinking about the consequences of what they do, or actually having too much tunnel vision on, for example, of building an airport and not thinking about the airport's impact on the locality or on climate change. And so one of the aspects that I discuss in the book is about this complexity of environmental problems and how, as a society, we live together and we develop a kind of shared vision of environmental protection. The second aspect of environmental law that is really important to know, is that law is not a magic wand. And I often, in my environmental law lectures, carry a magic wand around, Um, because we often sort of think, okay, so if we just pass an international treaty, or we pass a piece of legislation, or there's a court case, the environmental problem will go away. So we see law as providing the answer. Now, law is incredibly important in relation to environmental law and environmental problems because law provides a framework of legitimate authority. And to act to respond to environmental problems, it is often the case that what has to happen is governments have to tell people that there are things that they cannot do. They have to pick winners and losers. They have to say, you can't build that development. Or if you're going to build that development, you need to regulate your emissions into the air and the water in this way. And so environmental law awakes resentment because it creates winners and losers. And law ensures that it is done in ways that is in accordance with the rule of law, in accordance with our understanding of procedural fairness and the such like, and that's one of the reasons why environmental law is so complex. It's it's not just the legislation, it's the law around it. It's also the case that environmental problems need ongoing responses. We may, in a sense, improve air quality or water quality, but then if we change our habits again, we put them at risk again. The third aspect of environmental law that's really interesting to know is that the development of environmental law and law responding to environmental problems has evolved legal imagination. And that's because most law has developed without environmental problems in mind. The environmental problems that we face are the product of industrialisation and urbanisation. And in adapting and crafting law to respond to those problems, lawyers more generally have had to think about what is law and what it can do. And so what we see in environmental law are examples of an expanded legal imagination, an expanded understanding of the mental constructs of what law is and what it can do. And let me give you just one example of that. For example, classically, to bring a case to court, you would need a private right infringed. But of course, environmental law is often just about something that is protecting all of us. And in protecting all of us, it's not always that a particular private right is infringed. And so courts in many legal systems and and also legislatures have given legal rights to those who want to protect the natural environment. So there, there are three things that one should know about environmental law. Let me conclude by reflecting on the experience of writing a very short introduction. Because for me, it has been one of the most intellectually satisfying experiences of my academic career. And that's because when I first started writing it, I wrote it a little bit like a a sort of a very simple textbook. And it was the most boring and the most righteous piece of writing (laughs) that I had ever written. And then I sat down with a blank piece of paper and I wrote it as, in a way, to explain why I am so intellectually passionate about this subject. And in doing that, I discovered, in a sense, intellectual sort of muscles. It was a bit like a yoga move that I had, you know, I was learning how to do and and, and communicating why I think this subject is so important. And, And where I'll end, is with a wonderful quote from the essayist Rebecca Solnit. And she says, to write about place is to acknowledge that phenomenon often treated separately, ecology, democracy, culture, storytelling, urban design, individual life histories, and collective endeavors coexist. And I would say it is much the same with environmental law. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Very Short Introductions podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast on your favourite podcast app to receive new episodes directed to your feed. All of our episodes, new and old, can also be found on SoundCloud and YouTube at OUP Academic.